This is a Radio 1 91FM one podcast. Right now I'm joined by Shagreen Atamariye. Good morning, how are you? Not too bad, yourself? Pretty good, yeah, great. Nice, nice. Uh, I've got you on the show this morning because of course you are the artist behind the incredible new sculpture in the octagon entitled Kote Tuhuno. And now, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the opening. Sorry, apologies. Um, done some large works before. If we look at like Fine Hine and um, All of My Lovers Are Immigrants. Um, but to my knowledge, this is your largest work today. And of course, uh, with your Whakapapa from Otaku, um, you, you know, how was the unveiling for you? And what did it mean? Yeah, this is definitely the largest work that I've made and it's the first um, really sculptural work that I've made. Um, and I guess I feel quite lucky that my first sculptural work is also a public sculptural work that will mm. sort of has a lifespan of 10 years plus. And I think for me, the unveiling was an incredible experience. I had a lot of my family come from up north. So I fuck a papa to Otako, as you said, but I also fuck a papa up north um, to Ngati Kahanono. And so we all have ties there. Um, there like up north and then in the south so it was great to have my family here to sort of support the project but also to acknowledge that the sculpture in itself speaks to both of those iwi and to really sort of bring us together in a way so I hope that the sculpture can kind of sit as a representation of mana whenua in a sort of very colonial architectural space but Mm. also on a more personal level um, thinking about my own kind of whakapapa ties yeah, yeah. And the sculpture, of course, is it's a replica of the entrance to Otako um, Marae. Um, so what is the meaning of the work? What does it represent? Yeah, so it is, it's a um, cast aluminium copy of the doorway into Tamatia, which is like the Faranui out at Marae, you're right. And I guess when I first made the work, I was really thinking about what it means to walk inside a Faranui. So um, when you walk inside a Faranui, you're actually walking inside the ancestor. So the building in itself is an embodiment of the ancestor. And I was thinking about the sculpture and how to bring the ancestor into the city centre, I guess. Mm-hmm. And with it being the same on both sides, it's thinking like there is sort of no inside or an outside of the ancestor and that it's really the ancestor is an embodiment of that so I guess that's how I think about the gateway but also um, in thinking about the doorway is that um, at Otako the carvings there are cast concrete and the wooden carvings that they're cast from are in the Otago Museum and those wooden carvings actually come from up north from Natika Hanuno. Wow. Um, and probably, yeah, so they were carved by Gisborne carvers, like the best, um, and I guess commissioned for a chief at Pakofai, which is just out of Hastings. And unfortunately, that chief died before the Faranui was able to be put together. And it was um, Dr. Hocken, actually, from, you know, Hocken Library, yeah. who bought and collected the wooden sculptures and brought them to Dunedin for the South Seas exhibition, um, which was like 1912-ish. So they that whole Whadanui was erected for that reason. And then the Otago Museum um, has held on to them. So really, like that sculpture, the 3D aluminium cast copy, speaks to both of those iwis in two different kinds of ways, I think. Um, so it really is bringing us together and like Koti Tuhunu actually sort of translates to to bond, to tie. It's like a very verb word to bring together. So that's how I sort of see the sculpture is sort of bringing those two places together. That's a wonderful story. That's great. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Hocken, wow. Um, now, so it's cast from aluminium. Have you done much casting before? 
Never. And I guess like, I mean, maybe I'll make it clear is that like I worked with engineers and I I contracted that out. I don't have a foundry set up at home or anything. Um, But I mean, it was an amazing process. So like how to make the work. I've learned like tons and tons. And it's so funny because there's so much uh, language that I don't understand. Like even bricklaying. They're like, oh, well, bricklay at tall soldiers. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I've really had to get schooled up quite quickly. But I worked with like an amazing team of people that um, understood the project, felt it was really important and worked really, really hard um, on my behalf. Mm-hmm. So how the work is made is it's like 3D scanned with this amazing, incredibly expensive machine. And then it's cut out of wood um, with like a routing machine. And then um, you compress sand on it. So like you push sand really tight, like a special type of sand and you yeah, take yeah, the wood yeah. out and then you have the mold and then they pour the aluminium so um yeah and then pw engineers which is an engineering company in dunedin and they've got they're out of moscow they built the frame and put it all together and organized the painting um so yeah i feel like i've been really lucky and worked with some amazing people who have definitely like put up with my amateur knowledge (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing right because you know you you learn something from them but they probably learned something from you too because they've probably never done work like that before either yeah, I think perhaps because of like it is probably a rare thing for them to work on as I know that like the public sculpture or the public arts kind of policy is sort of just coming in play now. So like, yeah, perhaps it is true. And I guess maybe some of the first people I spoke to, I was like, no, nah, look, this is a bit, you know, this is not making a building. This is something completely a bit different. But everyone like got on board really fast and I think they had fun. I mean, I hope they did. They said that they did. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Otipote as a whole is starting to kind of connect back to that rich history of Māori, something that for most of us um, has been kind of, you know, lost amongst the Scottishness of of Dunedin Um, and moving to a more symbiotic relationship with Tangata Whenua, um, you you know, especially like in a kind of decision-making way and and the way we want to move the city forward. And, and, And this work, I guess, because you know this is kind of happening now this is at the forefront of that so it must make that really exciting yeah i think it does make it exciting but i guess um just to acknowledge like all the work that people from otako actually do in order to make these things possible and to make these stories more known um so i think like there's lots of things going on but it's always like behind the scenes and a lot of it is sort of sitting in meetings and writing policy and meeting and so perhaps what the nice thing about the sculpture and bodies is that it's actually a visual representation Mm. of all of the hard work that we don't necessarily see um being done um because it's not all public facing i guess so yeah and i think like for me the work i really wanted to sort of in the end dedicate the work to Otako and to all the people that work so hard on behalf of all of us to kind of keep us strong and to like understand that Māori health as like a whole involves like visual material like objects and art and also body health but also the health of the environment and how all of those things kind of come together to make us strong. Yeah the connection to everything around as well as the person and, and this is a fantastic embodiment of that I think. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Is, is this the kind of project that you will take on more in the future, or at least you know, um, I don't know, tender for if you want to. <laughs> I don't know. To, yeah, to that's cook. a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, the process was like a proposal process. So yeah. 
in 2019 that I opened it up and then you could kind of propose. I think, I mean, would I take it on again? Uh, yes. I mean, maybe I want a few years break first. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think the process was actually a lot smoother and easier. Like the DCC are extremely supportive and I was working um, with one person there, Lisa Wilkie, mainly, and mm-hmm. her and I were kind of a team. And I also had an assistant in Dunedin, um, Jackie. And we worked as a great team and kind of, I think, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yes, sure. Yeah, I would take it on again. I, I suppose it would be really thinking about place or the opportunity. Um, yeah. But I mean, and just making it for fun, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to go home and be like, right, I've got this new sculpture. It's time to get it made. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now, and I wasn't thinking about it before, but every time you come back down here, which is like, you know, you lived here before, um, and, and of course your connection here, and, and this is the first part, especially in the centre of the city, the significant part of, of Māori art is Tonga. Um, it's your, I mean, it's ours. It's this, you know, it's Otipote's, it's, um, but it's, you're, you're going to go through the octagon and you're going to be like, holy shit, I did that. That's incredible. I mean, it does feel pretty funny now. Like, I've definitely walked past it a few times just on my way yeah. to doing life and things. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. It's here. It's there. <laughs> like, look at it. And then I'm like, am I looking at it too much? And so I look away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, after it was unveiled, I did go up and have a look at it and was like, okay. And because that, I mean, I'm really, really lucky to be here. And I hadn't seen it being put together until we actually unveiled it. So that was the first time I'd seen it. And oh, I have wow. gone and looked closely and like touched it. And I, I encourage people to do that, to touch it and to have like a tactile engagement. I think that's what's so nice about public art is that you're expected to and you're allowed to be with it. I think in galleries, perhaps it's very like, don't touch, but this is like really the opposite. I mean, I'm not encouraging anybody to climb it, but I'm definitely encouraging yeah. people to like sit with it and touch it. Yeah, well, it is in the octagon. Uh, <laughs> that's not a challenge, by the way. Yes, that's right. Don't, don't. But you're right. Like, um, if you look at those sculptural works that are here on campus, those, um, you know, those giant big wooden ones that are kind of like giant sleepers, uh, you know, and they were around at the old art gallery down on Logan Park where the South Seas exhibition was, and that's mm-hmm. what their building was originally made for. And um, the first South Seas exhibition in eighteen something or rather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that second one that you talked about before was attended by three million people. That's so crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. can you imagine three million people in Dunedin? But I, the world oh, fears yeah. are so interesting in themselves. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, we didn't even have a population of a million at the time. I mean, it was just people going backwards and forwards and seeing it a lot of times. And of course, a lot of people came from overseas as well. So it, it's unbelievable, really. But that that piece of that work, you know, I remember it as a kid and touching it and walking along it and you know and and whenever i see it i remember that and i think it's the same for this piece as well um which 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 would be great people are going to grow up with it and then um get interested in it and hopefully learn about it and the meaning behind it and the connections behind it so it's an amazing work and it's part of our past and part of our future and it will become history so it's really important so congratulations Oh, thanks. And like, I feel it's so interesting you saying like people growing up with it and I just love that idea so much. And sometimes mm. I think that I can't wait for the work to actually be quite banal and not so new. And that might sound kind of crazy, but what I mean is that 
I just want it to be so ingrained or like not the work itself but perhaps like Māori culture more as a whole mm, is mm. Um, having that so ingrained that it becomes just such a natural normal part of life to have it in your eyeline if you're walking around the city or like just knowing about it so I really kind of hope that this this allows some people to grow up with access to Māori culture that they might not have otherwise have access to and especially as well as it's a replica of the doorway into Otako it means people can engage with um, Otako in the city centre and and I don't I feel like a 30 minute drive out of town is not that far but sometimes no. it is too far for people when they're just swinging by so I think it's another way to kind of engage with mana whenua and mana whenua stories yeah yeah go from that to the museum and then out um, along the peninsula would be great. Would be yeah, visit the albatross, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's plenty of things to see and do. Um, Brent, well, hey, once thing, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. An absolute pleasure to have you on again. Yes, and thanks for having me. And I'm so glad to be able to talk about it. So I really appreciate it. And like, I'm always happy to talk. And anyone's welcome to like reach out. So yeah, I think that um, the more talking about it, the better. And and so I really appreciate you inviting me on. Thanks. Yeah, and if you you probably spy Aisha um, somewhere in the Alps, staring at it. So go, don't be afraid to go up and ask. Um, Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.